Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin, the place where we talk about reality TV and we get a little bit culty. Have you guys checked out my Cult Talk with Erin Martin podcast? It is live! It went live on Halloween Day and there are four episodes on there, exclusive interviews with my mom, Judy. She is very excited about all of the feedback we've been getting. I hope you've been enjoying it and I hope you also remember to subscribe and rate and review. Those have been so helpful. Thank you for going in and doing that. If you've been enjoying it, giving us a rating and review in iTunes is so appreciated. And I want you to remember too, I won't just be covering the Kobu, the cult I was born into. This is just season one. There are more interviews coming up with ex-Kobu members and some cult experts. I'm going to be moving on to other cults in seasons coming after this. So this is just the very beginning of Cult Talk. Moving on to reality TV. We need to talk about Housewives because I have been remiss in my coverage of Housewives. And I think it's because I've just been so annoyed with the real Housewives of Orange County this season. I know that many of us are. I know that, you know, a lot of you out there are still hanging on like me, though. So we're going to talk about it today. And I have someone with me from another podcast to do that. Mandy Slutsker is the host of Is This Real Life podcast, which is really fun. She covers the Housewives every single week. So if you need another podcast on your rotation that covers Housewives in depth with a really smart host who's very funny, go download Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. She is a Midwest gal. She's living in the D.C. area now, and she is following all the franchises, just like many of us are, even the ones that are doing so badly. And speaking of that, yeah, I will be watching New Jersey's premiere this week. This will be published on Wednesday, and I will be watching it tonight, Wednesday night, and I am still in. I know many people have dropped off of New Jersey, but I just can't quit that show. I won't be writing reality tea recaps of it this season. Uh, Mary McClelland, who was on my podcast earlier Last month, she is a reality TV recapper who is hilarious, and if you don't follow her columns on reality TV, you should. She'll be covering New Jersey. She also covers OC and Dallas right now. Dallas is the other one we're going to talk about. Now, this one has been pretty good. I mean, I have been a, I want to say, lukewarm fan of Dallas since it started. I had the pleasure of interviewing Stephanie Holman on her first season of the show, and she is just a joy to talk to. I think she is truly depicted on the show how she is in real life. Now, that's just me guessing. I don't know who she is in real life. I just know who she is on the interview I did with her and what I see on the TV screen, but I really enjoy her, and I enjoy most of the cast. I think the thing with Deandra and Leanne is really out of control right now, and we're going to get into that, so I'll wait for Mandy and I to discuss that, you know, down the road, but it's kind of rubbing me the wrong way how they're getting so personal with one another because I really believe that they were true friends. But at least the show is bringing something. I mean, OC, the funniest shit this week was, of course, that face montage with Vicky. Did you guys not (laughs) freaking love that? When they showed the many faces of Vicky over the years when she was getting her surgery and they were going through all of the procedures that she's had... Number one, good for anyone who's getting procedures. I am all about you doing you, boo. I mean, no shade there, but Vicky is the housewife who has changed the most. And her admitting it actually, you know, raised her up another slight little level in my book. I was like, good for you for just owning it. You know, Lisa Rinna, she would she would compliment you, Vicky. You're owning it. 
but she's just a hot mess. I mean, her medical issues overall every season are highly entertaining to me. However, that's not going to carry a show. Shannon throwing fits isn't necessarily going to carry a show. I don't know what to do with this cast, man. I don't even know who Gina and Emily are still. I'm I'm totally admitting this straight up. I confuse their names constantly. I can't remember who's who. Now, I, I know if I think about it for a few seconds who Emily is and who Gina is, but it shouldn't take me a few seconds to recognize them when they come on screen. Like, okay, who is that again? I mean, we're well over halfway through the season, right? Am I getting that right? I think we are. And so that just means they're not doing it for me as housewives. All right. Before we get into the the full housewives breakdown that I'm bringing to you this week, I'm just going to touch very briefly on 90 Day Fiance. If you want my full thoughts on that, you know where you need to go. Go to realitytea.com, look up 90 Day Fiance, and you'll see my recap on there from this week. I write about 2,000 words about this damn show every week, and it is a labor of love because I am watching it two feet in just like the rest of you. We are all addicted, and I'm talking about it with Jenny McCarthy pretty much every week as well. That's sort of taken over our Housewives segment, and I am totally fine with that. I won't be on Jenny's show this week, though. She's not going to have shows on Thursday or Friday, but I'll be back with her next week, and I'll be talking more in-depth about 90 Day next week, too, when I don't have so much Housewives dirt to cover. You can also go to the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page, though, and we are really heavy into 90 Day Fiance there, as well as other things. You know, we're into all reality TV, but I will say that our number one obsession right now on the Pink Shade Facebook group is definitely 90 Day. The spoilers that are coming out, this is what I want to touch on. They're really bothering me. And this is just my personal take. I always hear spoilers just like you guys do. I click on them. I read Starcasm. I do it all. I get direct messages from people who are telling me spoilers. And uh, I don't know. Am I just living in a fantasy world? It ruins the show for me in so many ways. And I know everyone likes to attack Bravo and TLC saying like, what are they doing? Are they tricking us? Like, da, da, da. I don't even care. I don't, I don't know if that makes me shallow as a TV viewer, but I don't really even care if they're tricking us because this TV is so good. This program is so good in my book. It's great reality television. So when I get a spoiler that kind of throws the storyline of a couple off, you know, I, you find out, oh, someone's actually been married before, or this isn't really how poor they are. This is all fabricated. I'm like, well, first of all, is this true? Now we found out with the Ricky shit that happened last season. Yeah, a lot of that was true. That was really something that pissed a lot of us off. We're finding some of those things out about cast members this season, and it's making me grumpy. It's making me really grumpy about the whole show in its entirety. I I just want to enjoy the total trash heap that is 90 Day. So what do I do? Do I avoid the spoilers? What do you guys do? Do you avoid them? Do you get into it? Do you try to dig up as much dirt as you can? Let me know. Let me know how you are managing to still enjoy the beautiful dumpster fire of 90 Day Fiance without having it ruined for you by knowing too much about these idiots. Speaking of idiots, uh, Paul is contacting me continually to come on the podcast. I have agreed to possibly interview him for my Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member, I'm also doing bonus podcasts there on all kinds of different things every single month. You can head over to patreon.com slash pink shade and you can sign up to pledge 
$5 or more a month and get these bonus episodes. And it's really about supporting the podcast too. And I appreciate everyone who is over there doing that. I'm going to try to bring you interesting content as much as possible. Paul might be part of this. In other news, Thomas Ravenel's assault case is going to trial. Yes, it is going to trial. It is official. We didn't know if this was going to happen. You know, a lot of times these things don't even make it that far. Don was at the hearing yesterday where this was decided. Thomas Ravenel wasn't there. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so what I'm referring to is Monday of the week this is published. So Monday was when Don was at court. Uh, this is Nanny Don, who I've interviewed several times, both on the regular podcast and on my Patreon. She and I were communicating, and I was sending her support and you know just checking in with her. She, I think, is feeling pretty good. She can't make any statements now because this is going to trial, so she won't be doing interviews. However, she is feeling positive. Now, just because something's going to trial doesn't mean that a conviction is around the corner. It can mean an appeal. It can mean settling. Um, well, settling, I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> Look, I don't know what the hell any of these words really mean, but I just know that it, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a conviction of any kind. It also might mean, though, if you look in the opposite way of what a trial could mean, it could mean the charges are increased. And that's something that is being held out there as a possibility in many people's minds. Because there was a huge question about why wasn't he why wasn't he arrested for rape or sexual assault? He was arrested for assault and battery. Well, that's what the evidence warranted. And there was enough evidence to at least warrant that and to send this to trial. But evidence can change, new evidence can come in, new testimony can come in during a trial, and it can change the charges, all of you lawyers out there, tell me if I'm saying this right. Anyway, think. let's just put it this way. Things can change when something like this goes to trial. So I'm keeping that in the back of my mind too, and I know that Dawn is as well. I think it's very interesting to see how the women on Southern Charm are supporting Dawn or at least supporting justice um, in maybe not a direct way, but things like Patricia tweeting out, that Catherine has a lot of strength through adversity, um, kind of basically alluding to the fact that Catherine was likely abused at Thomas's hands for a long time too and has been silenced because she is getting over her own issues trying to fight this custody battle. I think the custody battle is one that will go on for some time, especially with this trial. And um, yeah, just keep your eye on the news for Southern Charm. I also wanted to let you know about an account to follow on Instagram. It's at Not So Southern Charm. It's a wonderful Instagram account run by someone I know personally who is part of our Patreon community. And she is definitely in communication with a lot of the key players on the Southern Charm cast and some behind the scenes folks. She is supporting Dawn 100%. She is delivering news on that Instagram account. She is making sure people are updated with all of the latest information. She's creating a community of people who can talk to one another and connect with one another on her Instagram. So go over there and give her a follow. It is a wonderful account if you just want to keep updated on what's going on on a pretty much daily basis. Again, it's at Not So Southern Charm on IG. 
All right, let's talk housewives. Mandy Slutsker and I hopped on the phone. So this recording will sound possibly a little bit different. We're, we're releasing this on a dual platform. So she is going to release the full interview on Is This Real Life, her podcast. And I'm going to be releasing a huge portion of the interview on Pink Shade too. So we did this intentionally so that we could both share in it. And um, it's a li- the recording is a little bit different than it is usually, but I'm hoping you can hear us both great. It just might sound like I am a little farther away than I usually am from the microphone because I was on a phone instead of, you know, with my big fancy equipment. All right, guys, here we go. Housewives. I wanted to get your thoughts on the housewives. Right now, we've only got the OC and Dallas. Um, we've also got Below Deck. I don't know if you watch that. I, I I do watch Below Deck. I have fallen behind. I have five on my DVR right now, so I'm not going to be no good to you with current Below Deck well, news at the moment. But talk is... to me in another week when I catch up because <laughs> I love Below Deck. There is some new stuff that was going on with Below Deck off camera. So a lot of what I'm interested in is the spats between the reality TV stars, quote unquote. Um, And as we know, there's always someone that Kate Chastain has an issue with on the boat. And this year, it's uh, the third stew. Her name is Carolyn. Right. And they've been kind of like warring back and forth on social media. Carolyn seems a bit like something's off. <laughs> so she seems a bit tightly wound. Yeah. And not quite like she doesn't process things. Like for example, her dog bit someone twice uh, or another dog. And she was actually called into court and she missed two of her court dates. And when asked about it, it was like, Oh, <laughs> so that's an example that's like of kind of Kim Richards scenario. Yes right there like you know someone's crazy when they're going down the kim richards path yep r.i.p kingsley and (laughs) she um but then she threw out something that i hadn't heard before because i wasn't paying attention but that kate is she basically said that she drinks on the job has a drinking issue and abuses cocaine I read that article. I know Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. What do you think about that? Do you think there's any truth to it? I mean, I think a lot of people who work in a really kind of like industry where you work really hard, you also party hard. So Mm -hmm. I could see it, but it's definitely not something that needed to be shared. Yeah, but when you're on reality TV, I mean, I kind of, when I heard that news, I kind of hearkened back to her whole uh, really dramatic and then turning into a domestic dispute with that female partner she yes. had who was also like an MMA fighter or something. Mm-hmm. And just how messed up that whole scenario was, not because it was a woman, but I re- even remember when she came on for a cameo on one episode, she seemed mess. She seemed out of it. You know, and Kate was really like in a weird, dark place with that whole relationship. And then she's never spoken of it again. Yeah. I, and I'm like, who are you really? And also, she weighs, nine, she weighs 90 pounds. So when I hear cocaine and I see someone who weighs 90 pounds, yeah. I kind of think, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't weigh 90 pounds, but I also yeah. didn't do cocaine. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I believe it, but I, I don't care so much about the cocaine. I definitely care about the domestic violence allegations. That's crazy. I know. 
I know. And for her to kind of, she just acts like she's superior to everyone on the boat and that, you know, they should just like kiss her royal ass. And I used to think it was a really funny kind of character that she was playing, but I think it's kind of gotten to her head. I think so too, but I think that's a reality TV trope. I mean, I think we, you see it. You're such a housewives watcher. You oh see, yeah. It's like the third season housewife or even the second season housewife syndrome with Siggy Flicker or someone who all of a sudden thinks that they've got this fame on this random show that, you know, maybe a million people watch, which is a lot, but not a ton in terms of like, you know, network shows. And so they, they go crazy. They think they're in charge and it's like, no, you're just in an ensemble cast. Now, Kate is, she is more important than a lot of the people on these casts every year. She probably is the most important person on that boat, even more so than Captain Lee, because they can switch out captains and they switch out stews too with Hannah on Mediterranean. But Kate is the more beloved reality yeah. TV star. She, she is. So I get it in the reality TV producer stance. Like they're probably like, let her act however she wants because she's gold. She's our, yep. Below yeah. deck gold. Yeah. So what would you call that? Like reality star derangement syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> because I think Shannon Bedore might have a pretty serious case. Let's talk about, seriously, let's talk about that. She has a serious case of it right now on and off camera. I mean, have you heard the rumors about how she's been treating people off camera? Like she just doesn't talk to fans. She is so removed. She's so above it all. It's really making me upset because I was always a Shannon. Not, I wasn't in love with Shannon. On no, I liked her I was, too. I was rooting for her. And I think David Bedore did her dirty in so many ways. And so, so do pretty much, you know, like 90% of us. But I don't know, man. She is like really jumping the shark for me right now. Like I'm exhausted by her. She She is exhausting. I didn't like that she said stop filming me because she actually meant it I don't I think a lot of times people do that and they know they're going to be followed and it's going to create drama she didn't film for 24 hours I know she pulled a Peggy from last year it's unacceptable in Iceland and everyone was like oh my god get Peggy off the show and P.S. I'm so glad she is off the show but Shannon she should never have been on stupid. the show. Never. Peggy, that was the worst, like, to be the, the 100th housewife. <laughs> like, who made that call? It was the worst. It was like, I, I felt like she had always wandered onto the wrong set. Like, she didn't know where she was. She never knew. She, she no. doesn't know what country she's in. No. Mm -mm. And their whole shtick about, like, I don't understand this language. It's like, oh, shut up that's were, not even funny anymore yeah yeah it was so her stupid. stick was not funny but at the same time I feel a little bad for her because some tragic events happened to her prior like after she signed Agreed. the contract before yeah. and that's something that also it seems like is happening to Lisa Vanderpump where her brother had a tragic death you know she signed on for this next season of Beverly Hills and it's clearly put her in a place where she's not ready to perform <laughs> I agree so, I agree and she is a performer she, she is does not um she is not going to come out there with her authentic self that's my opinion but no of course not. It's, if she's in a really authentic place of grieving or sadness or anger all of the stages you go through after 
someone dies and especially after a suicide, it's even more specific stages and more extreme in some cases. I don't think she's going to put any of that out there on camera. So when they say she hasn't filmed in six weeks and then Lisa Rinna, who I love, by the way, love Lisa Rinna. But when she comes out and says, well, I filmed after my father's death and -and so-and-so filmed after this event. And I'm like, yeah, but Lisa isn't raw like that. Lisa Vanderpump. Right. And so she is, she's going, she's not going to film and say, and cry and say, I'm so sad. It's so tragic. She's just not going to film. Exactly. And part of it, I think, is her personality. Another part of it is she's British to the I, core. I and know. I know. I work with I, many British people. They are amazing, but they they don't show that raw emotion. Um, and and I get it. I get it. It's a yeah. private thing. So, but with Shannon, oh man, she she's just, not British. No, what the hell is Shannon? Oh my god, she's willing to show us like herself after gaining 40 pounds right. just in a sports bra. But when her friends tell her, hey, you're acting like really weird and selfish and self-absorbed, you seem depressed. She loses her mind and refuses to film. I So I would play both sides of this. I would argue both sides. One, Shannon is exhausting And going on this trip with Shannon is something that would push me personally over the edge. And I'd probably be saying the same things to her, if not Mm -hmm. worse. But then I play the other side of it. And I think if these bitches were coming at me, who are the most self-absorbed assholes ever, (laughs) Tamara with her divorce, Tamara with all of her bullshit in the past, Vicky with her Brooks thing, Kelly Dodd with her crazy ass, who again, I love, I love Kelly Dodd, but coming at me and telling me I was self-absorbed and narcissistic, I would be like... Hello, witches of Eastwick. Like, I would probably flip out on them, too. Yeah. Because they are not the people to tell you you have mental problems. Right. (laughs) Although Vicky did say that she went on antidepressants after her divorce from Dawn. I know. And I I appreciated that. There's no shame in that. I think... I'm I'm all about that. You know, look for the look for the psychiatrist or the psychologist. Get, you talk to your doctor. Get help. Yeah. Get when things help. aren't right, get help. Get help. But I think it's very tough. Those particular women and the relationship they've all shared and the things they've done to each other to then turn to one person all together to turn to one person and say, You're not handling this well. I, I think looking back at those faces and, and, and hearing that, you'd be like, you don't handle anything well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are right. you talking? I would I, be pissed I if I was Shannon. I insane person. But, but they're they, insane. They did make know? sense. So Vicky then came back and told all the women, you know, Shannon was drinking. She poured herself a vodka. And that was pretty low to share that with everyone. And if she was truly concerned about Shannon's drinking, then why, when Shannon joined dinner the next day after 24 hours of not speaking, did she ask, hey, you want a cocktail? I know. I can't with the drinking accusations anymore. I feel like I can't. I can't with the drinking accusations. It's so stupid. Like, rewind to on delays. Like, who's still walking around with a half-broken foot? Tamara is. Yep. You know, like from being naked in the hot tub. I mean, they all they're they've been pressuring Vicky to drink more than she wants to, and she is like, no, 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 I can't because Steve wouldn't think it's nice, da da da. And so Tamara and Shannon are all about like whooping it up, and Vicky used to be, and she sort of is now, but all of a sudden they can use it on Shannon 
when they want it to be part of their storyline. You know, that Shannon's unhinged. And it doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm getting a little bit frustrated with. Yeah. Is when the women decide ahead of time what the storylines are going to be or try right. and produce along the way. And Tamara is the one that I think is the most, she's not subtle about it. She is creating, she is stirring the pot, as Shannon called her out for, to try to create certain, you know, scenes where then she comes across as the rational one. Exactly. Which Tamara coming across as the rational one is hilarious. I mean, is that not hilarious? It's, and just she is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. It's not the she rational. She is the one housewife. If I could say any housewife should definitely not be on the franchise for whatever reason, she is my number one. Really? Her, yes, her daughter, who is now 18, I said, know. Mom, That's true. I don't want you to be on the show. The show is the reason you and I don't have a relationship. Like, you care more about reality TV than you do about me. And Tamara chose reality TV over her daughter. I know. You're right. You're right. You're and it's right. like, come on, Tamara. What are your priorities? The her, reason, we know what her priorities are. And yeah. the reason I like a lot of the women on Dallas is because I think many of them would easily walk away from the show if it was like for their children or their families. Absolutely. I, I agree with you there. There's a whole different vibe on Dallas. Now they're a mess too, but they're a mess in a much different way. And there are not so many seasons in and they're at a different place in their lives too. I feel like, like OC is all about divorce, separation, the second, you know, building a second family, all the regrets of your past. And then it's brought on these new housewives who are younger and in a different place with small children. But one of them is getting divorced now. And as if we're supposed to care about it, we don't even know the dude. I mean, I've never, I've never seen such an absurd storyline on a housewife show as a housewife, a season one housewife getting divorced from a phantom. Yep. I mean, whoever thought that this was going to fly needs to be fired. Like this is so stupid and so insulting to us. We're watching the show to get involved in their lives. I, w I look at her every, I look at Gina every time she's on screen and I'm like, I don't know you. I don't even know who you're getting divorced from. I don't want to hear about it ever again. This and I certainly don't want to see her with her children, which no, is so terrible to say, but like Are you watching kidding? a bunch of kids run around completely crazy and uncontrolled is not my idea of relaxing with wine, watching housewives. No, that's not aspirational TV viewing, and that's exactly. not even it's not and it's not drama. So it doesn't hit any of it doesn't hit either of the two buttons that Bravo's Housewives franchise are going for the aspirational viewing, you know, the glam and the glitz, or the drama. It doesn't hit either of those. So it's she's not checking off any of those boxes. I'm not. I, I think it was a huge casting mistake, and I think she sort of duped them by saying that she was going to share her family on TV, and then that you know. The husband got the letter that his comp or his company announced that he was not allowed to film anything and that no one in the company was allowed to speak of it. I think their divorce was planned long before. Oh, yeah. That's why she's she was, over it. She's not this is her, She's over it. I think this was a long time coming. It wasn't just decided, but she's acting like it was to give her something. And this was like his parting gift to her, kind of like a Kelsey Camille grammar thing, but a, a much, a much less High less profile. dark <laughs> a little less lighter dark. and you know what at least kelsey filmed at least he filmed his cheating ass a few yeah. times like in new york when she went to visit him and i'm like this is just it's 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 dumb i think i need gina and emily to be off the show as as nice as they seem and as lovely 
in person compared to the other ones as I imagine they'd be. You know, they're not doing it for me. I feel at all. like if they were in the right situation, though, they could be rock stars. I feel like it's the old women that are dragging them down. They're not. Yeah, they're not in the same peer group. And I, I hate kind of saying that based on age because I have friends who are much older than me. And I also mm -hmm. have friends younger. So I'm in my 40s and I could hang with someone in their 60s. I mean, I have a young mom, too. So we've always we we almost seem like peers, too. And she's in her lower 60s. But I, it's not only age. It's just they're at totally different life points. And when when like all of the the older women, and I say older, they're not old. They're They've just old. been on the show longer. Yeah. They've been on the show longer. They have older kids. They're going through divorces at a, at a different stage in their lives. When they even try to give Gina advice, she does act like the bratty kid, you yeah. know, because she doesn't have the longtime experience. And as crazy as Vicky's ass is, when she says, I have regrets and da-da-da, I'm like, maybe Gina should probably listen to her because we've all seen, you know, how that's turned out for Vicky. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's, it's not to say that they know anything about her relationship. They don't, but neither do we. And it's like, why don't you just let them talk to you about it? Because also, P.S., you're on a show. I just think if the women who had been on, like when I say old women, I mean like the OGs. Right, know? yes. If they engaged Gina and Emily more, I think we would see what we wanted to out of Gina and Emily. But they've been true, kind of kept out. And so when Emily shouted, I'm going to kill you. I mean, that was that was Housewives. I was like, I, I see why she was cast. But if they're not baiting her, they're not even acknowledging her. So we're not going to see anything from her. She can't just shout at nothing. No, she has a really smarmy husband. She has a temper that we saw once that was amazing. She could throw down and it only, it only happened once. And it's like, what's up with that? What's well, it's because she that? hasn't been engaged. They don't You're engage right. her. I think she would be willing. She probably would. But she is off in the corner with Gina. You know, she's just been yeah. cast into this. We're the moms of the young kids. And by the way, don't feel bad at all for not wanting to see kids on TV. I have a little kid. I don't want to see these kids on TV. I don't watch it for that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like we don't watch it for that. It's, we don't want to see like it's that part fine of our lives. Every once in a while. I like Jolie. I like <laughs> I seeing Jolie give her mom advice, go to the, you know, soup kitchen and serve the homeless. I like right. that. But right. seeing the little kids and being unruly and talking about how hard it is to be a mom of young kids. Um, no. You know? It's not. It's not. I don't it's really not need to see that. It's not entertaining at all. Exactly. But here's you... the thing with Shannon, though. Let mm -hmm. me get back to this for a second and ask you what you think, because I'm curious. Do you think that she would leave this show if she could? Or do you think she is, do you think her ego is too huge now? Like she's going to hang on for dear life. Her ego is too huge. Yeah. I get that sense, too. Like this is her identity now. But when she was like, I'm taking off my mic pack, I'm leaving. I was like, what are you doing? Isn't this like your whole brand? Like you're not going to be on QVC unless you're on Housewives. You're not going to make any money unless you're on Housewives. You are no one without Housewives. She has nothing else going on. Yeah, so but... it was kind of 
shocking to me that she would pull that move, knowing what she does about the vulnerable place she's in, especially now that she doesn't have David. But she wasn't thinking through. I think she has some narcissistic tendencies. Oh, yeah. You know, and so at that point, she was in a narcissistic rage where nothing, I mean, no amount of rational thought is going through her brain. (laughs) So she was reacting to being like perceived slights by these women telling them and her button I think was the hey maybe you should be on medication because we've seen she wouldn't even take her hormones after going through menopause I know I know and have you seen her little ads that she is shilling some natural homeopathic remedy for menopause now it's so dangerous to say that you know, uh, uh, I know. And like, who's going to look at Shannon and be like, yeah, it's working. I want to go through menopause the way you do. You seem to really have a handle on it. <laughs> I'm like, you are the worst example ever of someone who is handling your emotions or the change of life. I mean, and that's not to say it's her fault, but I'm just like, I don't think this is the time for you to be suggesting remedies for anyone, Shannon Bedore. It's always Ew. the people that are the most unstable that cling to their, you know, nine lemons in a bowl. Totally. People that have it together don't need lemons. You know, (laughs) it's like the people who do the most absurd things in the world. Teresa Giudici actually announced that she wanted to be a fiction writer because she thinks that, you know, her writing, which she hasn't written a word of any of her books, has been such a great thing for her. And I'm like, oh, my God. Again, we're going to talk, we're going to look at the illiterate person to be our new author, our new greatest author. And oh, then we're going to look at the completely unhinged woman who cannot get a handle on even one emotion as our beacon of light through menopause. No, these women need to understand what their lanes are. I mean, like at least Vicky just sells her insurance. Yeah. I and she's good at she it. Sells her insurance. She had a line a few weeks ago that made me laugh so hard because it was so true. It was when she was trying to convince Gina that her ex-husband, Matt, needs to have life insurance. Yes. And Gina was kind of acting as if it wasn't necessary. And she's like, you know, the cemetery is filled with people that didn't plan on dying. I'm just going to amend that into like the housewives cemetery is filled with people who didn't plan on being fired. Yes. And you know Seriously. What? And back to your question about Shannon, the reason I think she will not leave the show, she thinks she's producing it the way Tamara is. And she has cut out Emily completely and is acting as if she can get Emily fired. I know. What's she's up with behaving that? behaving that way. And it's like, you don't have the clout to fire anyone. You're no. not the Kate Chastain of Below Deck. Exactly. And you're not even the Vicky. As messy and as nutbag as Vicky is, she is way more valuable to the show. And people are going to rage at me for saying this, but she's one of the greatest housewives because she doesn't know how to produce. Exactly. She can't. I love that she can't get out of her own way. I mean, and I also, I have to say, she has been one of the most amusing parts of this vacation in Jamaica. I mean, her face melting off like soggy (laughs) cookie dough. I, I think a lot of us can relate to that. Like, like totally. She's hot. She's hot. She's like, well, I, and it looked I like she was handle this. It was looking like it. she was having an allergic reaction too, which I very much relate to. <laughs> the first time I had a allergic reaction to shellfish, I was on vacation in an Island in Malaysia. 
there was like nothing that could be done. And my face just swelled up. And a friend of mine was chasing me around the airport when we were flying home, shouting Angelina at me and asking for photos. It was a disaster. I oh I keep this photo of myself on my phone and I like send it to people or ha- when they're having a bad day because it's like it doesn't even look like me. You're like this could be what you're going through. Now stop whining. Yes, and also yeah. just laugh because this is hilarious. Seriously, I mean, but I, Vicky is sitting there. People are just like petting her sweating head, and she's like, "I think I'm gonna, I think you know." And it's I just so funny. It's so comical to me. I love seeing her just deteriorate in hot climates. I love seeing her allergic reaction. She has a medical catastrophe on every single trip she's ever gone on. And I live for them. I live for them. I mean, the fact that she hasn't been medevaced out of Jamaica yet is actually an improvement. Because she's usually heading to, like, to a hospital, getting right. in a helicopter. Or she's falling out of a buggy. It's it's just classic Vicky. And so Tamara and Shannon can produce all they want, but Vicky never does. She's just such, such a hot mess that it, it works for me in a weird way, even though she is completely vile for maybe, probably, definitely being in on this Brooks cancer scam. Yeah. it's She's just still a good housewife to me, though, in ways that the other ones are not. I, I think she's great. Would you? How would you remedy the OC for next season? Oh my God. I, you know, this is the conversation we all have with each other. All of I know. Us, it's all of us who write about it, all of us who comment on it. I mean, if you looked at the texts on my phone, it's, it's about this a lot of times. Like, what are we going to do about the OC? What's going to, as if, as if any of us are in charge, but I would, so last year, what I thought should really happen is they should bring in two really new hot chicks. And I imagined that those women would then battle with the older ones and then, but Kelly might kind of hook up with them and go out on the town. Like I had this fantasy of single Shannon, single Kelly and the two new firecrackers. Well, they brought in two, I guess, relatively younger women with younger children, but they're not firecrackers. Right. That's the problem. I, I would like to see more Kelly Dodds and no Gina, no Emily. I don't think they're a right fit. And, I think Shannon, unless she can really, really get out of her own way and turn it around, is is possibly putting herself on the chopping block. They need someone with a better attitude. Nobody wants to see an Eeyore every right. week on the screen. And bring in someone who just, I guess, throws down. Bring in like a Dorinda, you know, Ooh. who's like, how, you, how, well, how am I doing? Not well, bitch. Like yeah. someone who says those things. You know, and I know we'll never get to the level of New York. In my opinion, it's the best. There is no comparison. But someone who never takes the mic pack off. But that's what we need. We need someone who shows everything, who has no clue about production. And not a mean person, but like a kind of like a Kelly Dodd. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see more Kelly Dodds, not in her same flavor, but like Megan King Edmonds did nothing for me. The first season she was great that she was on because she became the investigator. But then after that, I was like, I don't want to see you talking to your nanny anymore. And your husband is, is like very Not strange. interested so, in you. Yeah. He's also <laughs> like maybe stepping out with a lot of other people, but I, I need someone who is like vocal and makes mistakes. I also love like a Sonia Morgan character because they're just so messy. She reminds me of like the more fun version of Vicky where she can't get out of her own way. I love that kind of a housewife. 
I just uh, yeah we, more Sonia's and more Dorinda's and Kelly's dads. There you go. Yes, that's what I mean. That's what we gravitate towards. Those are the people who we we make the memes about. Those are the people who have the quotes. Those are the people who we keep coming back for because there's something to talk about. Yeah, I you know? 100% I even, agree. I can't even remember who Emily and Gina are half the time. I say their names interchangeably. And that's really <laughs> pathetic because we're like, what, a thir- like 12 episodes in. I'm like, I, I can't. This I is ridiculous. Think they could be great if they had better castmates. They might but. be. I think Emily could be. I think Gina is hiding too much. Yes. And I think she's set herself up for failure or been set up for it by not having it by, by letting, you know, her husband just be a photo whose face is blurred out. Blurred basically. out. Yeah. It's so yeah. ridiculous. I mean, if I went into a strange group of people and I said, let's all be best friends. And my husband and I are getting divorced. You don't know him. You'll never know him. Um, I'll never really talk about our relationship and I'm super happy about it their interest level would be like zero because they'd be like, I don't know you. I don't know your relationship. I don't know anything. It's like, so that's what we're watching. It's not (laughs) any writer knows you have to establish your characters and they are, there's no establishment of these characters. So it's for me, it's dumb. I can't work. I feel like I don't understand how we can remedy the OC unless we just clean up and recast. Right. Right. You think everyone needs to go? No, I really like Kelly Dodd, and I, I do really too. like. I think Vicky's important. I don't. I think Tamara is is a problem. I think she's trying too hard. She has too much pull over a lot of the women, over Shannon, over everyone, um, mm. and even Vicky because Vicky feels indebted to Tamara because now they're friends again and feels yeah. maybe feels bad about what happened, and so she's not going to get in Tamara's way. Vicky has been um, kind of, yeah, really trying to play the demure role of like, I'm not going to get involved. And it's kind of, I guess it's good for her personally. And it's good so she doesn't get like super hateful backlash from the viewership at large. But I kind of like when she's just absolutely raging at people because it's funny. I actually would keep Vicky, Kelly, and Emily and get three new people. Because oh. I think Emily could be great, but there's no alliance between Vicky, Kelly, and Emily. They can't have this whole like really alliance thing moving forward. That'd be interesting. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just I, trying I, to. I, <laughs> I stay awake I, at night thinking about this. Okay, call up the producers, you know, of whom we know no one, and then no one, can, and then tell them what we think and make it happen. <laughs> so let's get it done, Mandy. What do you think of Dallas this season? I think it is highly watchable. I'm still, for some reason, there is something between me and it that's just not pulling me in at the level of the other shows, you know? And that's just, you know what it might be? It might be the society thing that they always tout that I think is just so comical and untrue. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's kind of like what first season of Potomac was doing about um, etiquette. And how everyone was like, stop talking about etiquette. Like, nobody is here for that. And also, you guys are a bunch of fakers. I think Dallas, in the same way, if they would just drop that social thing, that social climbing thing, that it would be much more interesting. Because they, I think it's a great cast. I think that they're great. I think 
part of it was so when they first started filming season one, they didn't know they were housewives. Exactly. And just I, like Potomac didn't. Yeah, right. I think it made it more confusing and they thought the society aspect and the charity circuit was what people wanted to see. And I right. just don't think they've been able to get away from that. I yeah, because I feel like Potomac did, but Dallas hasn't. It's like they're still holding on to it. So it makes me think they are obsessed with it at some level. And Cameron has Cameron actually is. Cameron has kind of made it re, made a resurgence of that as a theme. Like she is going to be talked about all over town. And it's like you're on a show. You're talked about more than all over town and it's embarrassing for all of you to even be on this show you should know that at some level i mean it's great it's fabulous but it certainly takes your like your true society cred down to almost zero if you go on a housewife show same with southern charm and how i mean i love watching patricia but she is not someone that high society people want to engage with in charleston because she's on a reality show on bravo Exactly. Exactly. It's so, so funny to me. For her it's to like tell they're... people this is how yeah. Southern women behave is right. ridiculous. And right. for Cameron and Leanne, someone who's threatened to kill people on air, to talk about anything related to society I know. is ridiculous. I know. It's It cracks me up to no end. And I think... If they would just let that go and just get more real about why they're actually pissed off at each other. It's not about like, well, what will people say about me? Because they're all facing that anyway. And I love how interactive they are. I have to say with their viewers and fans on Twitter and social media, I think they're, I think they have some of the best attitudes of any housewives cast when it comes to feedback from viewers. And you know, it's, there's a ton of haters. Like pe- people who watch these shows, me included, love to be haters sometimes. That's part of being a housewives viewer. You just, you know, go down that road. And they're they're pretty good about it. They're pretty they're, sure. they're rock stars. They are. They're great. And they reply to people and they're like totally like two feet in. But then on the show, they're like, oh, clutching my pearls. And I'm like, shut up. I Stop. wonder if there were things that were kept off the show on purpose. Because like what? Well, so Danny Pellegrino talked about the real reason behind Leanne and Deandra's fight is okay. that Deandra had asked Leanne to be her maid of honor. And during that time, they were filming for a different show called like Good Christian Bitches or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something crazy. Bible. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm Jewish. This is <laughs> That's amazing. This is okay. all very confusing for me but that she basically texted with a producer who they were friends with and said like I don't want to be on camera with Leanne I don't think she's a good Christian I don't think she is the kind of person that I want to be associated with on TV and at the same and this was four days before Deandra's wedding and so at the wedding Leanne is there as the maid of honor and the producer was invited did not know that leanne was the maid of honor saw that and apparently left the reception because she was so disgusted that deandra would text her those things and be so two-faced that's that's what leanne said to danny pellegrino so was that not years ago though that yes this was over four years ago and so but this is the 
I think during this filming of the season is when Leanne found out. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Cause I'm like, if this happened so long ago, yeah. what would it even matter? It should, they would be over it. And okay. it sounds like she found out when Deandra Ew. was being like not nice to her. And she went to this producer who she's friends with and was like, this is what's going on with Deandra and I. And the producer's like, well, I never told you, but here are the text messages. <gasps> Oh my God! Yeah, so that's why she's being so I think so below the belt with Deandra, and Deandra's so. coming back with whatever jabs she can, and it's basically about Leanne not getting married. Now I think Deandra actually has more of a leg to stand on than any accusations Leanne throws at Deandra. I think, I think Leanne first of all doesn't have a pot to piss in. And so I think this marriage being delayed is all about her getting enough sponsors through TV or otherwise to fund her marriage. I think that's truly what it's about. And I think I'm going to be right. I think you're right. I think they do love each other. I think they do too. And I think they're fine, but I think she can't afford to get married at a courthouse. And so she's going to like completely just milk this and milk this and milk this and be like, I didn't set a date. And just hoping that she can snag enough sponsors in to fund her wedding. And she's also creating enough drama that she's hoping she can go the route of like a Nini or a Tamara, which she can't because she's not that big yet, and get her wedding filmed by Bravo. Now, I don't think that will happen, but I think that's what her little she alluded is. to it. Yeah, she said, exactly. you know, we're we're getting married in April, and cameras will be allowed. Right, allowed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh dear God. But the, my theory on Dallas is that. All of the women, with the exception of Leanne and Deandra, would be willing to walk away from the show in a second if their child had an issue. Even Carrie? Yes. You know, probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I I think they have other things going on before the show. Or they've had other things going on before the show, and they're going to have other things going on afterwards. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Carrie is living her best life. She was traveling to Paris Fashion Week with Mark. She's got this, you know, daughter, and she's very happy with her. She's doing a great job. She doesn't need the show. Cam doesn't need the show. Brandy and Stephanie don't need the show. Leanne and Deandra, the show is all they have. The show is all they have. Deandra, I like a whole lot more as as time goes by though and i probably you know it's probably because i rope mama d in with her yeah i like mama d love slash am terrified of so scary so i realized this week that i have used green miracle no you have yes i wanted to talk to you about this because i wanted to be like has anyone in the world yes i i'm talking about like 10 years ago tell me everything so a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this new st- or this stuff called Green Miracle and it's got, you know, wheatgrass and all these different, I don't know what in it, but she's like, it makes you feel really good. You just get all the vitamins and minerals and magnesium and whatever and you feel good. You mix it with water. It doesn't taste that good. You can mix it with milk. It tastes a little bit better, but just drink it once a day and you'll feel better. So another friend of mine, Stephanie like actually listened and took it. I got some, but I like hated the taste and eventually gave it up. Um, But my friend Stephanie still uses it. She does not. So 10 years later, she's still using it. Does she look like she's been dipped in formaldehyde like Mama D? No, I mean, she looks great. She 
she's, this is my you fear because know... if Mama D is like the the example of what Green Miracle does to you, it kind no. of like creeps I think me out. Mama okay. D is an example of plastic surgery and I Green Miracle. That. But I'm like, does Green Miracle also like stiffen you to like a marionette puppet face? Because she terrifies <laughs> me. I know her plastic surgery is insane, but she also looks great for that kind of look. Perfect. You know? She's um, she looks. She's fantastic. not a Mama Elsa like melting face plastic surgery. She's like, it's okay. You know? So when they went around and when Deandra at this ridiculous pajama party, I've never seen pajamas like this, so um, was handing out the Green Miracle with a new flavor yes. because she said it used to taste like grass. I was like, wait, I think I've had this. Oh <laughs> and my I God. texted my friend and I was like, is this stuff, do you, do you remember Green Miracle? And she's like, oh yeah, I still use that. Seriously. We've been laughing for like three days. I really, you know what? I really want to try it. I'm not even joking. I think it's really good for you. I think it's legit good for you. It's just. I think I might actually order it. You know what? These podcast sponsors and not to, like, I love that, like every podcast sponsor I get, they, I actually vet first. Like I'm offered, like, do you want to try this? Do you want to try the product? And then I will do the advertisement if I truly like it. So I will give a shout out to my sponsors in that way. Why don't we have more housewives products as our sponsors? Because we would all legit use those. I would use I would use the Ramona non-existent skincare. I know. I was I like going to say because it's fake unit. businesses. I would do every fake business, and I still say to this day, I I mourn the fact that those Sonia Morgan toaster ovens did not come out because you I would have been the first one in line to buy one of those bad boys. And, <laughs> I just and want her shoes. <laughs> I want the slippers with the family crest yes. and I want the green miracle. I mean, I'm, I'm down for it all. I, oh man. I was so scared when mama D said she basically told Brandy and Carrie who are good friends of her daughter, who have not done her daughter wrong. Like if my daughter comes back from Copenhagen and someone has hurt her, there will be hell to pay. She said, no, she said, you'll wish you were you, dead. You wish you were dead. <laughs> It's amazing. It's so good. I would love my mom. I love my mom already, and she is a badass warrior. And when I when someone's threatening me or my daughter, but if my mom told my friends like you'll wish you were dead, I would be like, my mom is like the scariest rock star in the world. Like that would be kind it's of amazing to me. And so scary. funny though. You'll wish you were dead. And did you see their faces? They were like, we will wish we were dead. Like, I know, and Carrie's kind of like, your daughter's almost 50. Like, she can take this. If she, like, it's amazing. You're to not me sending though. her off to sleepaway camp. It's amazing to me. I really relate to Deandra. I relate, I, I do. I really love her. I mean, I just have an affinity for her. I'm an only child of a mom who, you know, it's complicated, any relationship mm-hmm. with moms, but that fierce loyalty and being pushed, and also you being like, the only person who's, you know, continuing the family. I, I, I understand all of that. Mm-hmm. And then this idea too, that mama D is like kind of, she pushes her, but then defends her to the nth. I love. And I also relate to Deandra's experience with her father. My father is still alive, but I mean, growing up with what she did, you know, it's just, I think her vulnerability and her honesty and also her struggles with her mom. And you can also tell she's still kind of an adult child. She is. She's She's an adult child of an alcoholic. She's dealing with a lot of those issues, which, which creates 
a long time childhood trauma and, and it makes you feel like you're perpetually under your parents thumb in some ways. And I think just seeing her like live through that on camera, there's something about that that a lot of people can relate to. Definitely. I yeah. really like Stephanie just because I don't I know. I don't know how I, I relate her. to her. I just do when she's like when she laughs at herself. Yep. That I'm like, I just all day have little comments and laugh at myself and no one's there I with the camera. <laughs> she's so lovable. She truly is. And I think I think she's one of the most relatable housewives who who does have mega, mega bucks that we're not mad at. You know what I mean? And like I like I'm happy that she's this doing well in her life. That you she know? didn't really deserve what she, she doesn't she didn't do anything no. to deserve what she has. And I think that's no. part of the beauty of mm-hmm. being grounded while being a multimillionaire is knowing exactly. that part of it is luck. I know. And that's just something so neat to hear someone say, especially on a goddamn housewife show, you know, yeah. where they're just so narcissistic. I actually interviewed Stephanie Holman uh, two years ago. So I interviewed her when she was just on season one of the housewives. And she talked a lot about her social work background. That is what, what I really relate yeah. to. My mom was she, a social worker yeah. and her mom was a social worker. Okay. And she got into it because her mom was a social worker as well. And see, it's just like you hear that in her voice when she says, like, I've done nothing to deserve this and I want to help other people. And how she, like, hooked Brandy up with that baby. And I know people have a lot of comments about that, but these are good things. I don't. I love it. These are good things. This is good stuff in life, you know? Yes. And that's awesome to see, too. And when I, But when I talked to Stephanie, I related to her on so many levels because she was talking about her parents being like really, really religious. Right. And I grew up with that. And she was like, they get in prayer circles around the TV. It was so cute. She was like, especially before the reunion, she was like, they just believe in a lot of prayer. They think it's going to help. But I'm like, you are so wonderful. Like your parent, your, your family's the best. And she said how her grandfather is still a Walmart greeter. I know. I mean, they're just... I don't know. Salt of the earth. And I'm happy to see her success, which is rare to see in a housewife. (laughs) And I love her friendship with Brandy. I do. I feel like they're at a good place now after their fight where they both genuinely appreciate each other. I do too. I think this Leanne thing causing a wedge is like kind of making me nervous. You know, I don't want to see Stephanie go to the dark side completely and be friends with Leanne at Brandy's peril because they're the real friends here. So I'm hoping that doesn't become a huge issue because I'm just not, my heart can't take it. Yeah, but there's different levels of friends and you can be friends with people that your other friends don't like. True. No one's going to be as close as Brandy. Brandy's like in the inner circle. Leanne will never be that, but she can still have a relationship with Leanne. Yeah. And I think Leanne's core issue, her core trauma is she'll never be on the inner circle because she prevents it, but she thinks everybody else is out to get her. Ooh. Yes. It's awful. It's basically her adult child. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. is. Yep. I know. Well, I know you have to get going. Yeah, but, um, but it's so fun. It's so much yes, fun. Yes, we need stuff. to do this again. Two Midwestern to. girls. <laughs> yes, I know. You're from Minneapolis. I'm in Madison. We are keeping it real. Not that at the, not that the coast can't, but I am such a Housewives fan. And I'm telling you, I've made friends with people over talking about Housewives yes. or 90 Day Fiance. 
more yes. so than anything else in my life. Same. I mean, what does and that say? Vanderpump Rules. I've literally oh converted God. people. This yes. is Vanderpump. My dog's name is Stasi. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, my God. I love that. It is. Vanderpump Rules brings me joy unlike I've ever experienced. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, next time we talk, yes. I'm going to convert you to 90 Day Fiance. You have to do that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want you to live your best life. And I need it's to. Not, yeah. And so to do that, you, you must get on the 90 day train. Okay. okay. I, what do I, what do you recommend I start with? I recommend you start with this season of 90 day fiance, which is on right now. It's season six. It's all new couples. It's only a couple of weeks in. You can go on the TLC go app or TLC.com and watch the previous couple of episodes. They're just starting their journeys. And it's a great cast this year. You will not be disappointed. You'll be jaw like you'll ha- like sit down. I have when you so watch many questions, especially with what's going on in our country with immigration. They talk about that. Ooh. They talk about it a lot. One of the people, one of the guys, is going to Russia. He he's like, oh my god, we're having problems. Like he, he's so stupid, he doesn't even know like the U.S. is having issues with Russia. Other people are concerned <laughs> about. You know, it, it's just it's very funny because it, it's like. You don't have to get into the heavy political stuff, no. but, but it's also a huge theme. It you is. Know? It's, so, there's a lot going on there. And so, okay, I'm definitely going to get into it. Yay. And we we have to do this again. This is okay, so much will. fun. We will. Can you, um, so we're going to be putting this on both of our platforms. So yes. I want you to tell people where to find your great podcast and follow you on social media. Yes. So you can find me. Uh, my podcast is Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker, and you can find it on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And on social media, um, I'm either at Mandy Slutsker, which is my personal account, or at ITRL Podcast, which is the podcast account, and on Twitter and on Instagram. So definitely want to hear from everyone. Thanks to Mandy Slutsker. Remember to follow her and download her podcast. It's really fun. All housewives, all the time. And remember to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Erin Leah Martin. Remember to download my new podcast, Cult Talk with Erin Martin, if you want to hear about the cult I was born into and in future seasons, hear more about cults in general. And you can always come over and talk to all of us on Facebook. Join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page. Patreon.com slash Pink Shade is where you can get bonus content and sign up to support the podcast. Thank you to everyone over there who's doing that. And lastly of all, keep those ratings and reviews coming in for this podcast. I read every single one of them and they mean so much to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that in iTunes. All right, guys, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I will see you in reality.